Welcome to Real Talk with Coach Saima, where I, Coach Saima, have conversations with interesting, inspiring, and influential people. Okay, Bismillah. So today's guest on Real Talk with Coach Saima is Kulsum Kazim, life coach, author, and speaker. So welcome, Kulsum. How are you? Good, alhamdulillah. Assalamualaikum. Jazakallah for having me here today. It's my pleasure. It's a, it's a great honor to have you on our show today, Kulsum. Thank you very much for taking your time out. So um, I think we can uh, begin with, uh, you're, you're a life coach, author and speaker. Let, let's start with your book because that's really interesting. Sure. Um, sure. So you've written a book called Be You. Tell us a little bit about what that's what it what it's about yeah so BU is a book that every woman every Muslim woman needs right because it, it really deals with the struggles that Muslim women are going through today in today's day in society and the reason I compiled it is because you know I'm a Muslim woman and I grew up in this society and so you know I've had my share of struggles but mm -hmm. when I started coaching and just speaking to women I realized they have similar struggles Right. So the book is kind of divided into five main things that I think are really important. Um, so it starts off with Allah. So your relationship with Allah and, you know, limitations and things around that. Okay. Um, there's a vision, which I think is really important as a Muslim. There's confidence, there's right. relationships, and there's self-esteem. And right. so over the past couple of years, I found that these five topics are the main things that if you were to focus on, you could really become the best version of yourself. That's the whole point of the book. Right. So, so BU is about being the best version of yourself. So yeah. I like that because um, it's not about comparing yourself with other people. Um, it, it's about being the best version of yourself and um, measuring yourself against what you have been um, as opposed to what you can be. So that's really yeah. nice. That's really nice. So, so, so you're a life coach. So what, what kind of um, coaching do you do? Yeah, so the coaching, honestly, it's, it, it varies, right? The woman can have any type. So it's, it's basically for Muslim women that are 18 to 35. Okay. And the goals can be various. So, you know, a woman who wants to start a business, they want to heal from a divorce. Um, they want to, you know, accomplish whatever goal it is that they want. So the goals can be anything that they want, but the approach is always the same. So my approach is, right. you know, acceptance, awareness, and expression. And mm -hmm. I deal a lot with mindfulness. So, you know, okay. I find that this technique and identifying the limiting beliefs really helps women become their best self. So really, again, the goal can be anything. Okay. So, so you, you coach women uh, between the ages of 18 and 35. No specific niche, but it's the methodology that you use that um, is the same. So accepting yeah. awareness expression, that's really, that's really, it's really good. So, I mean, you mentioned limiting beliefs. So do you find that there's a lot of blocks uh, with the women that you work with? Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, there are. And I mean, you know, I could have niched down. There are so many different things I could have you know, niche down to like divorce or specifically single right. woman wanting to get married. But I decided to keep it broad 
for the reasons that there are just so many different things that women struggle uh, with and so many different things that they want to accomplish. And I think the idea of acceptance and limiting beliefs is so important because whatever goal you're trying to achieve, you know, your limiting beliefs come in the way of that. Mm. Your beliefs, your stories can really hinder your growth, can really hinder you trying to achieve your goals. So I think it's really important to identify those, deal with those, and kind of change your belief system and stories to, you know, accomplish whatever it is you want to accomplish. Yeah. And um, I think um, many times, and especially women, and especially Muslim women, uh, we do have this stigma of... um, you know, I, I think it's a self-imposed limitation most of the time as to yeah. what we can and can't do as Asians or generally Muslims, uh, Muslim women. Um, do you have any examples of what the kind of kind of limiting beliefs that women have generally, typically, what comes yeah. up in your coaching? So, you know, I wanted to identify one thing, right, or make something clear is I think there's two types of limiting beliefs. So one are those beliefs and those stories that come from within based on whatever life experiences you've had. And some are limiting beliefs that society has put on you and you don't realize that because at a subconscious level, you know, we're all trying to please society. Um, So some of the limiting beliefs are, I can't do it. And, you know, some of the biggest limiting beliefs for Muslim women is that it's not possible and that Allah, Allah just won't make it happen. So the biggest limiting belief is the ones that we put on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? I think that's a really, really big one. So do you think that's linked to like uh, fate and, uh, you know, Nasib? Yeah. People believe that, oh, it's, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. If not, then it won't. And so they don't try? Yeah, I think... It's more than that. I think it's just the ultimate understanding that Allah is capable of so much more than we give him, you know, rights of. Yeah. And were we just to really fathom that and kind of live in that mentality, we could accomplish so many different things. So it's like, it's, it's so crazy how automatically when you, you know, your belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthens, then your goals start to get accomplished as well. So it's like a direct impact. Um, yeah. so I think it's definitely a faith and understanding of Allah kind of. Yeah. So the understanding that, you know, Allah is capable of doing all things and that it's yeah. not, it's not our problem how, uh, we, we get there. It's, it's more of like asking Allah and then, um, doing, doing what we can. So, I mean, cause Allah doesn't, um, the results are in Allah's hands, but the, the efforts in our, are yeah. in our hands, right? And that's what we, yeah. that's a good distinction to have there because um, we, we think that we, we need to be in control of the results, but actually we don't. Yeah. So it's, it's the effort we put in and whether we achieve or not, that, that's in Allah's hands. But yeah, that's, that's, that's really interesting. So, um, so you, you uncover their limiting beliefs. Um, so once you've done that, once they, they believe that they, they could um achieve um so so how does it go on from there so like acceptance is that part of acceptance so so when you say acceptance do what are they accepting yeah so the idea of acceptance is it has a lot to do with mindfulness right we lead such a busy busy life and so when you're coming in and you're saying that okay i want to achieve this goal 
the first step is to really slow things down, right? And and just kind of examine your environment, like, okay, what's what's causing you to have this goal? What's um, you know, why do you want this goal? So the idea of mindfulness, and then when we, you know, when they start talking, the client starts talking, we identify, like we mentioned, the limiting beliefs and the stories. And so acceptance is really accepting those limiting beliefs, accepting those stories that, you know, they exist and this is what is causing me um, hindrance in my goals, but also right. acceptance of their emotions, right? So it's like, I have a big thing to do with emotional acceptance. And so I think the idea of acceptance has more to do with, look, if this is making you upset, that's okay. If this is making you confused, that's okay. Because once you accept something, then you can, you know, you're in the best place to move forward. From you it. can deal with it. Yeah. Exactly. So, that, so that, does that move on to the awareness part? Because once yes. they're aware, once they're aware of what's holding them back, then at least they yeah. know where they stand and then they can move forward. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I like to look at awareness as that light bulb that goes off. It's like right. all the all the hard work is done before the awareness, right? And once they're aware that that mental shift happens, that breakthrough happens, it's like you don't even need a coach anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, you don't even need anyone, right? Because you realize that this is what's stopping you, and now you can you can you know you can move forward. So it's so beautiful. That's really great. So it's it's wonderful work that you're doing, and and in the expression bit, so. Talk a little bit about that part of the methodology that you use, the expression bit. So that part is more about the strategies, right? Okay. Expression means that once you have accepted that this is what you're going through, you're aware of, you know, the beliefs and the stories that, that are holding you back. It's just a matter of changing those and expressing yourself in such a way as in, um, you know, working towards your goal, doing whatever it is necessary to, to achieve those great things that you want to achieve. So expression for me is more than just like talk. It's like, you know, walking the walk, talking the talk and doing the things that are going to really make you happy on your deathbed. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, it's like a much deeper, deeper kind of approach. Right. If that makes sense. And, and, and part of it, do you, do people, I mean, they must go through a range of uh, emotions. What kind of emotions do people go through? Yeah, so confusion, right? Because they don't know what's going on because they're moving so fast, mm -hmm. which is why I mentioned mindfulness is so important. Um, and a lot of times it's sadness when they realize that, you know, they are the ones that are sabotaging their life, their stories and their beliefs. So there's a lot of sadness around that. Um, right. But then after those, there's a lot of hope, right? There's a lot of um, eagerness to now achieve the goals that they want to achieve. So it's kind of like there's the balance of emotions and it's just beautiful. Right. And so, um, I mean, I know with, um, in terms of expressing how we feel, sometimes we, can't, we, we feel that we can't show our emotions because of whatever reason do you have you come across that and what what are your thoughts on this mm -hmm. i have come across that a lot and to be honest Saima, i think my mission in the world like my mission in this life is to really help people express themselves right because i swear to god that it would just make the world so much easier it would make your marriages more 
you know, fulfilled. It would make all your relationships much better. Yeah. Um, even your relationship with Allah. And I think that there's such a stigma around expressing yourself that I think we have to stop and we have to address that. People aren't okay to express themselves because they think that it's a sign of weakness. They think right. that if you cry about something, it's, it's not good. It's unhealthy. It's weak. And so when you have that kind of mentality coming into, you know, a coaching session where you want to achieve all these great things, those things in your life are stopping you. You know, like for, I'll, I'll give you one quick example. Um, this, you know, this lady, she came in and she wanted to start a business. So I was like, great, you know, we can definitely do that. Um, come up with some strategies, take you deeper. And the first session that we ever had, we went deeper and she, she realized that it was a confidence issue that she had. And the confidence had to do with sexual abuse that she had gone through when she was five years old. Right. And like, I know it's so hard to take in and you know, the three months, she, so she was with me for the whole year, three months she spent every session crying because she wasn't comfortable in expressing herself. You know, her own family was judging her. Um, you know, what's wrong with you? Why are you crying? Her family didn't know. No one in her life knew besides me and maybe another friend that this is what she's going through. Right. And so, and, and she kept, and she was 35 and it was five years old when it happened. So almost 25 to 30 years hmm. of not expressing yourself. And, and when she first came to you for coaching, did she know that that was the issue that's holding her back or not allowing her to be confident? Did she, did she know that that was the issue? I don't think she did. Because she was like, I want to start my business. Right? right, right. And I was like, okay, so, you know, what's stopping you in your business? And um, she had said that she's not able to post statuses. She's not able to show her face. And so I was like, you know, we went a little deeper behind that. Um, and it was obviously a confidence thing. And then she started crying. And I was like, you know, where are those tears coming from? There's a lot of silence to let her kind of taken those tears in that moment and then she had told me that her confidence was linked to that abuse that happened um, because she didn't feel like she was good enough she felt dirty she felt guilty right. and she didn't know that that that's what was happening and so she was able to uncover those um that belief system and and and, and link it to, yep. to something that happened a very long time ago and um, she was able to do that with your coaching. So um, that's very powerful work, Kusum. And, um, you know, this is something that, you know, we do need out there, for, and especially for Muslim women, because I think it's important for Muslim women to have Muslim women coaches, because there are a lot of coaches out there, but I think we understand our own, the background, the limit, the, the, what can I say, the, the culture, the, um, the thinking that we have in our cultures and in our religion. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and just before I address that, I just for motivation's sake, I did want to let you know that, you know, after three months of crying and healing, Alhamdulillah, she was able to launch her business. Mashallah. She has an Instagram page, a Facebook page, nice. a website, and it's just so empowering. Right? Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there for anyone listening that look, you know, whatever you're going through after healing, there is this ray of hope and you can do all these amazing things in Shalva. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. Now I want to I um, go back to the book because um, mm -hmm. 
you have in your book do you have like um stories that you tell with regards to the work that you've done or uh, yep. how, how would that if 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 um if someone were to read your book what would they get out of it yeah so i think that relatability if that's a word you know just being able to relate to people is very important so i definitely talk about my story things that i've not talked about on social media right. i talk about stories of my clients of course you know with their permission and no names are mentioned um so you know if a woman was to read a book one she would understand that look it's i'm not alone there's other women who are going through the same struggles that i'm going through and you kind of have a coach a guide in the form of a book because i have like reflection questions that i put at the end of each chapter that you can just go through and just have a moment to yourself and ask yourself those questions i have quotes that you can ponder upon and kind right. of you know use that to take action there is exercises as well um so it's like a full packed kind of guide for you to go through the different things a lot of relationships confidence self-esteem Right, so right. a woman would get a whole lot of like benefit from that. So do you do, uh, is it just one-to-one -one coaching you do or group coaching as well? Um, I've tried group coaching. I did group coaching for like a marriage course I had. I did group coaching for a divorce. Um, I've tried group coaching, but I think my forte is like, uh, I'm, I'm laughing because my husband laughs at me every time I use the word forte. He's like, why are you using that word? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just so cool, right? Right. Um, but I, I like one-on-one -on -one coaching because I feel like one-on-one -on -one coaching really gives that person a chance to open up uh, in a private, secure environment and I can take them deeper. Um, so I like one-on-one -on -one coaching, but maybe I'll try group coaching a little bit more, inshallah. Right, right. And so, um, so you're in, is it Toronto in Canada? Yes. Yeah. And I'm so, a little further from Toronto. Like it's half an hour away. Right. Um, but main, yeah, Toronto is the main city. What, what is the coaching scene like out there? Is it very, um, are people really open to coaching? Um, to be honest, what it is, and I could, yeah, to be honest, and I could be wrong and, you know, feel free to correct me, whoever is watching. I think that the coaching scene is fairly new and, you know, new in Toronto, in Canada. Like I know there's a, there were a lot of coaches, like Muslim coaches, non-Muslim coaches still present, but you know, like the UK, there's so many coaches. Mm. And I think in Canada, it's just now becoming popular. People are like, Oh, what is coaching? You know? Oh, I want to do coaching. So it's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's still fresh. So you mentioned that you, um, you do, you do coach uh, women who've been through a divorce or are going through a divorce. So, so what is the process? Like, how do you help women through going through a divorce? What do you do to help them? So it depends on what stages they are, right? If they've already gone through a divorce, then there's a lot of healing that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. A lot of making sense of that situation that needs to happen if they're currently in the process of getting a divorce, like they're confused, then it's a lot of, you know, clarity as to why they want this divorce. Uh, a lot of empowerment in that, okay, right. being able to take that step, um, mm -hmm. you know, and trusting Allah, that's always important. So it really depends on which stage of their divorce they are and whatever stage they are requires different types of deep work. Right. 
do they is there a feeling of shame or a feeling of loss or do you, do you find that they these kind of feelings come up for people so shame i think you know there is still shame because of the stigma in society that is right. attached to divorce yeah but to be honest i think that slowly it's becoming a little bit better right yeah so okay. more than shame i think it's more like regret and that okay. feeling of loss and hopelessness and as to okay what am i supposed to do with my life now mm. i don't have meaning in my life anymore right so there's a lot of those type of things finding meaning yeah yeah so it's yeah. it's kind of like they have to reinvent themselves and you help them kind of like rediscover uh what they really like or what they want to do with their lives so it's kind of like almost like a a new beginning and exciting exciting times yeah and you know the course i had on divorce was called rebuilding after divorce because wow. it's literally that and i think one of the main like key breakthroughs that people have saima is that when they get married they go into marriage because they they need a husband when they get a divorce they're like oh you know that thing that i needed didn't give me what i wanted right and so now they're like confused they're like well what do i do with my life now i thought that love and marriage and children were everything but right. now that it's all ended it's like what's the meaning to my life so there's a lot of um work around that so so i can imagine um uh, i can imagine a lot of excitement there almost as to like a new beginning like do do they come up with like really big goals and then set out to achieve them and that kind of thing so okay let me try to see how i can explain that you know when someone comes in to coaching or just wanting change they have really big goals they're like this is what i want to do this is how i'm going to do it and then we we do the deep work and then we get to a point where we can do that goal setting yeah but with women who have been divorced it's kind of like the life that they want is there it's in the back of their head they want it but it's not at the tip of their tongues so they're not able to say it right away okay. so you need to do like a couple of sessions where there's healing and kind of you know helping them understand that their life is has much more meaning there is a whole vision and then when you get them to that place then there's excitement so i wouldn't say there's excitement right away but excitement okay. is definitely yeah. a big part of it so you say that like your mission is to be able to to help uh women express themselves so do you have like um any kind of workshops or anything in place for the future that you would or any group coaching or anything like that to help women who want to express themselves who find it's it's kind of like um women who who want to be who want their voice to be heard they want to to assert themselves but they can't is it kind of on the same lines mm, i think it's it's really like accepting your emotions and being able to verbalize it to whoever that is whether it's okay. your spouse whether it's your parents whether it's society your boss and that's where the struggle is people first they don't accept their emotions mm. and then or you know they don't even know that they have those emotions when they know they don't accept it when they accept it they don't know how to express it so that's where i came up with that acceptance awareness expression right um so right now i'm doing one on one coaching uh i'm in the midst of you know getting sort of like getting certifications in mindfulness as well okay. um so in the very near future i do see myself launching maybe a group coaching program where you know we can help women 
in a group understand you know what mindfulness is how to apply that to their life yeah um yeah. So maybe i would maybe more like in-person workshops mindfulness in-person sure. works way better yeah um but i'm always open to ideas so let's move on to um a bit of fun now um i mean sure for the future like i mean what i would like to ask you is like what, what's your pet peeve about the world what is it what, what's the one thing that you would like to change if you if you had the power and the money and there was no limitations like what would you change see it goes back to like expressing yourself like i really? swear it so your work is your inside. so your work yes. is your kind of like mission in life yes yes i cringe when people are not able to express themselves because I don't know. It's just, it makes the world such a better place. Like, you know, people aren't going to, I don't know. It makes me cringe. You can see like my energy level is so like high right yeah. now. Because it's kind it of changed. Does make me upset. Yeah. 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 That's my mission in life. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, I think, um, that that's been really, really helpful. And I'm sure that a lot of people who've been listening, especially who've gone through, uh, you know, the specific things that we've talked about, the divorce and also uh, being able to express themselves and the mindfulness. Um, I'm, I'm sure they've, they've uh, really benefited a great deal from that. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, no problem. Thank you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity to rant about, yeah, you know, expressing yourself. So just for that. Thank you very much, Kulsum. This is Coach Saima signing out. Remember, visit my website, www.saimajaneja.com or on Facebook and Instagram, Coach Saima.